Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Saved journey, where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. Hey, everybody. Welcome, for those of you that are new to my podcast, and welcome back to those of you that are already a part of the Poetically Saved family. I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope that your holidays have been well too. Um, today is currently December 31st, 2020. So I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but this podcast was created on the very last day of the year of 2020. And um, yeah, this is, this is going to be the last episode of my podcast for this year which is crazy to me um is is really crazy to me and I'm so grateful for uh, how God has used me and blessed me um through this platform for those of you that have been listening consistently or even if this is your first time listening you know I always hope and pray that the time that you know, we spend together because I like to think of it as us spending time together. I just like to, I just like to, look, I'm already stumbling. And if you're new here, please understand that this happens quite often and I do not edit any of this. So this is just raw and uncut. So I just hope that, you know, the podcast that you have listened to, the different episodes before, or if this is your first one, I hope that it's a blessing to you like it is to me. Uh, as we spend time with God together, I like to think of it um, as us spending time, even though, of course, I'm doing all the talking and you're listening and, you know, not really a conversation, but I still like to think of it as, you know, just, just us hanging out together, you know? Um, so I'm so glad that you're able to listen to this podcast wherever you are, and I hope that you and your loved ones are doing well. Um, so since this is the last episode of the year I don't know how long this is gonna be normally my podcast are like an hour sometimes like an hour I think the longest one I probably have is like an hour 30 something but that's only if you know I'm saying some really good stuff and the Holy Spirit is just you know depositing different things in my mind to say so you know I just go where the Holy Spirit leads me to I don't ever try to stay in a certain time frame for those of you that have listened to me before so yeah um I really just wanted to share what I'm going to share with you um, in today's podcast just because it has been such a blessing to me. And as you guys know, I like to share the truths and the testimonies uh, of God's word. And I like to just share about different things that I'm learning, the different things that he's teaching me. And in hopes that it'll bless you in your walk with God, whether you're um, a new Christian, whether you're like me, you've been saved, you know basically all of your life but you're just now uh starting to really start to build a relationship with God or whether you have you know had faith in God and been saved for 20 30 years it doesn't really matter who you are or how old you are or where you come from um what joins us together as the body of Christ is Christ and our love and faith in him so um yeah I always start out with prayer so if you could go ahead and get into your 
prayer posture for me, please, before we start. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you have blessed me with. Thank you for this evening. Thank you for those that are listening, Lord. You know the places that we are in in our lives, not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, Lord Jesus. And you see us, you hear us always, and you want to meet our needs, Lord Jesus. And like I always say, there are no coincidences when it comes to you, God. You are so intentional with everything that you do. So whoever is hearing this right now, they are meant to be hearing this. And I pray that you use me to share your love, to share your word to them in hopes that it blesses them, that it gives them hope and some encouragement as well, Lord. And thank you for this time that we're spending together. Bless this time. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. So um, I want to talk to you guys about something that's so important. This is, it's so important. Like, I don't think, I, I really, I wouldn't have enough time to really talk about how important it is or how amazing this place is, this place that I'm going to tell you guys about. Um, I discovered this place a few years ago. This is probably about like 2016 or so. Yeah, this is like 2016. I discovered this place. This is my absolute favorite place. It's amazing. Like every time I go to this place, I just I always come out. I always leave like 10 times better than than when I went in. And I go to this place quite often. I'm trying to go more. I'm trying to visit more. And when I do visit, I'm trying to stay longer when I do go because it's just always a blessing to me mentally, emotionally, and then most importantly, spiritually. It's always a blessing to me. And I hope that this place becomes your favorite place as well because currently this is my all-time favorite place and I don't think anything, any other place is going to beat it. And so I don't know what your favorite place is, but maybe... After you find out about this one and you're like, oh, that actually sounds pretty nice. I think I, I think I might want to, you know, start going to that place. I hope that this will also become your favorite place, too, because it's amazing. And this place is the hiding place. The hiding place, for those of you that might not have ever heard of it before. Um, the hiding place, I, I like to just describe that for me personally. The, the hiding place is just where I can be in solitude with God, with my Heavenly Father, with Abba. And I like that it's called the hiding place because it's, for me, I like that it's not that it's a secret, but it's the fact that, you know, it's it's just for you and for God. You too can go to that place and be in peace together and over these past few years as I have been going to the hiding place more and more often every single day um well excuse me not every single day I try to go every single day um but the more that that I have gone to the hiding place especially this year with everything that's happened this year I've been able to go even more the more that I'm just blessed in in who I am and in my relationship with God, most importantly. So the verse of the day 
uh, comes from Psalms 91 and 1. This is one of my uh, favorite scriptures, one of my favorite verses. And it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And a couple of the words like that stick out to me are dwells, because dwells, like a dwelling is, you know, is no, like, I can't get my words together. Dwelling. When I think about that word, I think about a home. I think about a place of, of safety. I think, you know, like that's a place where you go and you're at peace there. Like you, you feel the most comfortable there because that, that's your, your home. And the word secret and in the secret place of the most high. I think that's beautiful to have a secret place, to have a hiding place where it's just for you and God. I think it's beautiful to be able to just go and just spend time with our Heavenly Father and just show Him how much we want to spend time with Him, spend time getting to know Him as well. And it says that he who dwells in in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And... To abide under the shadow of the Almighty, like that, that to me is just, you're living under the shadow of God and underneath that shadow, underneath, you know, that covering is safety, is his love, his, his unfailing love, his patience. Like you, you get all of, all of the goodness of who God is. You get all the promises of God when you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I have learned more and more, the more I spend time with him in our hiding place, I've learned more and more about how important it is to go to this hiding place. Now, for me, spending time with God and, you know, going into the the hiding place they're very similar, but they're just slightly different. Like when I spend time with God, um, I try to do that every single day, but of course I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, sometimes I don't do it every day, but I try to do it every day. Like I mentioned in just my, in my last episode, I try to go, you know, in the morning, uh, right when I wake up. Um, so yeah, that when I spend time with God, that is my time to, um, you know, like read his word, to study his word, to read different devotionals, um, to just, you know, write things down, to journal um, in my Dear God journal, which I also talk about. I'm having a Dear God journal in one of my other episodes. If you want to know what that is, go listen to that one because I love my journals and I've been doing, I've been journaling my whole life. But the Dear God journals, I started doing that a few years ago and it's such a blessing to me. So if you want to know what that is, you can go listen to that one. So let's get back on track. So, um, yeah, so that's just my time to just learn more about who God is, learn more about his word, study his word, try to um, really get it into my mind, my heart and my spirit. So that way I can commit it to my mind. So that way it, it has an imprint on my heart 
so I can strive to live and honor God's word every single day. So I can strive to, you know, do the things that he calls me to do and be who he has called me to be. But my hiding place, that's something just, it's slightly different because that to me is more intimate. When I go into my hiding place, sometimes I come into my closet, like which is where I'm at right now because the sound is better if there's no echo. But sometimes I come into my uh, closet in my bedroom um, and I just, you know, I just lay here on my nice soft body pillow and I just, I'm just quiet sometimes in that time with God. And I, and I just know that in my hiding place with him is just the two of us. And sometimes I'm quiet and, I, and I'm trying to listen to what he has to say. And other times I'm, I'm talking and I'm pouring out my heart and I'm laying everything at the feet of his throne. But the difference in the two and the spending time with God and in the hiding place with God, it's just, as I said, it's more intimate to me. My hiding place is something that I'm learning to cherish more and more, even as I'm talking about it right now. And I'm thinking back to the times where I've just gone into my hiding place with God. It's, it's really just helped me to see more of his character and to feel more of his character firsthand. You read about who God is in his word. You read about how he's loving and patient and you know, his unfailing uh, love, his kindness, his goodness. Like you read about all of these things in God's word. It's just, and it's there, it's palpable and you, you can even feel it. But it's just so different to me when I go into my hiding place, when I'm just like, I'm dedicated and I'm just devoted to being like, God, it's just me and you. Like there's, there's no phone. And if there is a phone, I'm playing worship music on it and that's it. I'm not trying to read any, um, I'm not trying to read anything, text anybody back. I'm not even trying to read any devotionals. I'm not even trying to read his word. I'm just trying to just be there with God and just spend time with him. And in those moments that I've been able to, um, in those moments that I've gone into the hiding place, it's just been mind-blowing. And not in a way where you would think like, oh, like it's mind blowing because, you know, God spoke to you so clearly or God shook the room or, you know, you saw this vision or you saw an angel standing there. Like it wasn't even anything that that's, you know, something like crazy, like miraculous. And people are just like, wow, it's it was the, the things that are seen as like the the small things. And. When it comes to God, I try not to categorize things as small or big things because God is in everything. And, you know, like God, God's voice isn't always in the, in the thunder, you know, the, the loud, boisterous um, voice. That's, that's usually not God's voice. God's voice is usually very quiet. It's a whisper. And that, I think, this just makes it more beautiful because you can only hear that whisper when you get into a close intimacy with him. When you get into a space where there's no distractions, there's no noise, it's just you and him. And, of course, your hiding place does not have to be a physical room. You know, like, if if you don't have a closet, like, where it's big enough for you to go sit in it, or if you don't have, you know, any of the space in your home or wherever you live to go and just be in your hiding place, you can be in your hiding place anywhere you choose 
if your hiding place for you is your car in the morning after you get to work and you have 20 30 minutes before you have to go inside if that's if that's your hiding place that's fine where you can just sit there and just focus on God like wherever your hiding place is the the place doesn't really matter it's what really matters is the intention of of your heart and what you're trying to do you're you're trying to devote your time to God and you know grow closer to him build that intimacy with your heavenly father so sometimes in my hiding place I don't even come in my closet most times I don't unless I'm really really upset or I really just need to just block out all the all the noise even the physical noise of neighbors outside whatever the case may be that's when I come into my closet but most of the time I'm just in my bedroom my bedroom is my favorite place in my apartment because my bedroom that to me is my comfort that's my solitude I love to be by myself Um, and I also love to be around people but as an only child I am used to being by myself and I find I find joy in just being by myself and so most of the time I'm just in my bedroom on my bed and one of my favorite things to do is to look up at the sky I absolutely love the sky I love the sky in the morning I love the sky in the afternoon I love the sky at nighttime like I love the sky when the sun is rising when the sun is setting I absolutely love the sky because for me, the sky always reminds me of the grandeur of who God is, of how majestic and just mighty and amazing he is. And then it also reminds me of, I don't want to say how small I am, because God doesn't see us as being small. God absolutely loves his children. God adores um, his children. He created us in his image. So we're never small to him. But it just, it humbles me to think like in the grand scheme of all these things and of all these different people on the earth, of all these different places and, you know, all these different people who have their own purpose. It just humbles me to be like, wow, like, you know, it just makes me feel so small, not in an inadequate way, but just wow. Like I'm so small in the grand scheme of all the amazing things that God has created and all the amazing things God has purposed his creation to do. But even in all of that, he still chose me and he still designed me exactly how he intended. And he still gave me a purpose and a plan. And so that's why I absolutely love to look at the sky. And I thank God for the view I have in my bedroom because when I open up my blinds, I have just the perfect view of these trees outside and this beautiful skyline. And so I absolutely love laying on my bed, opening up the blinds, especially when the sky is just, oh, God is such an artist. When the sky is just breathtaking, I love to just lay there and just be silent and just lay there and think about God. Just think about life or even I, I try really hard to not think about anything, but it's really hard. I don't know if you ever tried to not think about anything, but it is difficult really difficult but I try to just be at peace I try to just be still and just you know listen for God just focus on God and not focus on the million things I have to do for work or the different things I have to you know just do in my everyday day-to-day life and that that is just 
it just always warms my heart. It always just warms my heart because God always gives me exactly what I need. And it's like, dang, God, I didn't even know I needed that. Or dang, God, like, you know, I didn't even realize that, you know, that moment of stillness, that those those 10 minutes that I was just still and, and, and you whispered one thing to me. It's been times where he's only whispered a few words to me and I hear the words over and over again. And I'm just like, wow, God, like, wow, thank you. I really needed that. Or it's times where he'll just, he'll, he'll drop a song in my spirit. And I'm like, wow, God, yeah, that's, that's a song that I definitely needed to hear. And so when you're in the secret place with God, you build that intimacy to where you can learn his voice. And please know, for those of you that might be new Christians or for those of you that might not even be Christians but are interested in God, I had to learn um, myself a few years ago because I was so frustrated. I'm like, I keep hearing people being like, oh, you know, God spoke to me or, oh, God spoke to me and said this or, oh, you know, I heard the voice of the Lord say this. And I was just so frustrated because I'm like, dang, like. I'm thinking that these people are hearing God's voice like clear as day, like how you hear my voice right now. I'm thinking that that's how they hear God's voice, but maybe in in a whisper. But I had to learn that that's not how you hear God's voice. God speaks in so many different ways. Like God speaks in so many different ways. And it's not even always that you'll hear that that you'll get a prompting, um, you know, to to do something. Or that you'll, you know, think a thought, which to you is random. You'll be like, I was thinking about, you know, groceries or whatever. And it did all of a sudden, it, it just came to me to, you know, call up so-and-so. Or, you know, you'll be watching TV and you were just thinking about something. and it, or, or you were just questioning something, right? And then you see a commercial. And that commercial is talking about exactly what... You were just thinking or we watch a sermon and the sermon is exactly what you were just thinking about. That is how God speaks to us in different ways. God is it's not like he'll be like, hello, Joshua, go to the. No, that's that. And I'm not saying that God can't speak in that way. Please don't get me wrong. God can do anything. I'm saying that God can. God doesn't just speak in that way. So so don't feel bad if you're like, oh, well, you know, everybody else is saying like, oh, God spoke to me and I heard this or God told me to do this or 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 the second the third. Like don't don't feel bad if you're like, "Oh, well, I I don't hear God like how they hear God because they're not I I won't say that they're not. More than likely though, they're not hearing God in this like clear voice like how you and I hear voices or how you and I speak to each other. A lot of times for me, God speaks to me through thoughts. Um and God also speaks to me quite often through promptings, like, or, or, or he'll place things in my spirit. Um, and you, you'll know that it's God the more time you spend with him. I know you're probably like, dang, like, can you give me something else? But that's really the only way that you can learn God's voice better and understand when it's you, when it's God, and when it's the enemy. And of course, when it's God, God isn't going to tell you to do anything crazy or wrong or, you know, anything that's, that's going to endanger you or hurt you. But 
the enemy, the enemy likes to try to um, impersonate God. The enemy likes to, to try to distort things, um, the things of God. So sometimes the enemy will, you know, say things to you, things that don't even seem like, oh, well, you know, if I did that, that wouldn't be so bad. You know, that's no big deal. But it it, it very well could be a big deal depending on the situation depending on, on what he tells you because the bible says that um satan comes as an um angel of light you know he's he's coming to to imitate the light of god uh, obviously he's he's not which is why it's an imitation but that's why you have to spend time with god um and like to really learn his voice. And so not only in his word, like spending time with God in his word is so important. Reading devotionals and learning and studying what his word means, the context, the history, different like hearing different sermons about his word, about who he is are so important. But that intimacy, intimacy of you just spending time with God where you're just you're just worshiping him. You're just playing worship music and you're just giving him praise and glory and honor or you're just laying still. You're just sitting still being quiet and you're just like, Lord, speak to me. If, if it's your will, because sometimes God won't speak to you. And I've gone through times where I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, God, please speak to me. And God does not speak to me. And it's not that he doesn't love us. It's not that, that he doesn't, you know, um, hear our prayers or hear our cries to him. Like, God, please speak to me. But God is so intentional. And sometimes God just doesn't have anything to say yet. In that moment, God, it. God might be like, I'm going to tell you something, but just not right now. Like, you know, God is not a premature God and God is not a late God. He'll never be too early and he'll never be late. He's always on time. So in that moment of you being like, God, please speak to me. It just might not be a time for him to, to say anything. Or God might instead show you something. And I've, I've experienced that firsthand as well, where I, I have laid down and in a humble posture for like two, three hours, like, God, please speak to me, like crying out to him, God, please speak to me, God, please speak to me, and nothing. And then a couple hours later, God showed me, um, God showed me what he was doing. And I was like, oh, okay, God, you were quiet because, you know, what you had for me was was right there, like so close I could touch it. You didn't say anything to me because you wanted to show it to me. You wanted to make it plain to me. You wanted your child to see, like, daughter, this is what I was doing for you. This this is what, you know, this is why I was silent, so that you could see what I was doing. And that's such a blessing when God does that. When God, sometimes it's like, not even sometimes, Every time God is silent, it's a blessing. And in the moment, it might not feel like it. There's times where I'm like, in that time, I was like, God, please speak to me. I was so upset. I was frustrated. I, was, I cried out to my mom and I was like, man, you know, God is not speaking to me. I'm trying not to get upset. Excuse me. Um, God is not speaking to me. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have a close enough relationship with God, even though I did. But you, you start to like to question yourself. You start to be like, oh, well, maybe this or maybe that. If you're not hearing from God in the moment that you're asking him to speak to you. And that's not always the case. When God is silent. He is working. When God is silent, he's he's doing something. 
And sometimes when he's silent, whenever time has passed or whatever, if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes or, or however, he might choose to speak to you then. It, it's not always going to be like, oh, he's silent because he's going to show you something or he's, he's going to show you what he was doing. But God is so... God is so sovereign. God is so wise in his infinite wisdom. He knows far more than we could ever fathom. And so to us, we're like, in this moment, God, you see me, you hear me. Like, you know that my heart is hurting. You know that my heart is so desperate just to get a word from you. I've gone through times where in in my waiting season, where I was so desperate, like, you, you feel like you're stranded in a desert and all you need is just one drop of water. You're like, God, if you could just, if you could just give me one drop of water, like I just need just one word from you. Just give me something, God. That's sometimes how our spirits feel. Like, feel. That's sometimes how our hearts feel. We're just so desperate to hear from him. And sometimes, sometimes it can break your heart when God doesn't speak to you, but I say all that to say that God speaks in various ways and sometimes God is quiet. And sometimes God is speaking, but we have too much going on to hear him. I had to learn that as well. Sometimes you got to turn off the the Netflix and the Hulu. You have to turn off the, the YouTube. You have to, you know, turn off the video game. You have to turn off, even if you're, you know, reading books, like sometimes you have to just turn off any type of stimulus, any, any type of distraction that's stopping you from hearing from God. Sometimes you have to even turn off your friends, your families, like you have to turn them off, not, not talk to them. And it's not to say that like, oh, you know, these people are, are distractions in a negative way. Not at all. But sometimes when you have so much stuff going on, so much is happening, whether it, like in your work life, your personal life, whatever the case may be, when there's a lot going on and you're trying to hear from God, when your mind is too cluttered, when you're thinking about everything else and you're, and you're trying to focus on something, it's really, really, really difficult. It's really difficult. And you could be asking over and over again, God, can you speak to me? God, can you speak to me? And God is like, man, I've been speaking to you. I've been talking to you, I've been saying the same thing over and over to you, but you just can't hear me because of the distractions. And so when you get into that secret place with God, when you turn off everything, when you're just quiet and you just like, God, speak to me. And I always keep a journal next to me. So in case God does speak to me, I can write it down. And sometimes God doesn't speak to me. Sometimes, as I said, it's just silence but God gives me his peace God will always provide me with exactly what I need and God will always provide you with exactly what you need when you go to him in your secret place when you dwell in a secret place of the almighty when you abide there when you live there God is going to give you exactly what you need every single time and one time in particular, um, just a few weeks ago, actually, um, it was this month. It was the weekend before, uh, let's see, it, it was the weekend before finals. Um, yeah, it was the weekend before finals. I'm a high school teacher. 
that was the the final week the final week that was the last week before Christmas break so in that weekend before that I woke up on a Saturday and I felt pretty good and I was just like okay guys you know I'm I was trying to like you know just stay uplifted you know I was feeling I was pretty tired you know when for for my teachers out there you know how it is when you get to the the end of the semester and you're just trying to get over like that last little hump so you can go to your, you know, your your break, your much needed break. So I was tired, mentally, um, emotionally, physically tired. But I was like, God, I'm going to spend time with you in the morning. As I said, I try to spend time with him in the morning at the start of my day. So I remember it was just me here, and I remember I I spent time with him, like I read my word and I wrote in my journal and I read my devotionals and it was just so uplifting and I just felt so at peace and I was playing my worship music and I was like oh this is great this is great and then God was just like just lay down and be still just lay down and be still I was like okay God and I was like God please you know speak to me if that's your will please speak to me and I had my journal next to me and I just, I, I laid there and I laid there for a good, uh, probably like 30 minutes and I didn't, I didn't hear anything, but I felt, I, I felt so peaceful. I just felt it was such a good moment, such a good day. Um, and it was just the start of my day, but the rest of my day was, you know, it it was peaceful. It was beautiful. Um, just because of that moment of me spending time with my heavenly father in my hiding place. So I was just laying there and I had a song. I can't think of what the worship song was playing in my head. I think it was Maverick City Music. I love them. That was playing in my head. Like just the chorus over and over again, over and over again. And then God started to remind me of all the things he has done for me in this past year and a half. Like, God started to remind me of those things, and then God also started to, like, to piece together the things he was doing. Because at the time, I was like, God, I don't understand what's going on. God, I don't understand why this is happening. Can you please tell me something? Can you please, please, please? And God didn't explain it to me. Like, God didn't, you know, give me a better understanding about certain things in that moment. But as I was laying there, and as as I was reflecting all the things he has done for me in this past year and a half. I was just like, oh, wow, God. And it, and it was even down to like the little things, like small things that I might have overlooked or small things where I I appreciated them in the moment, but I didn't grasp the depth or the magnitude of what it was, of what God was doing, of, of how God had moved and it just made me appreciate it even more. And I, and I made me appreciate God even more. Like, wow, God, like, you didn't have to do that for me. And you did. Like, it just made me so overjoyed. So overjoyed. And I remember that he, he did tell me one thing. And I'm not going to share that just because I, I believe that certain things um, that God shares with, with me is not meant to be um, shared with everyone. I, I might share it with my mother Sometimes I don't share with anybody. Um, it just stays with me and God. And the same thing can apply to you too. Don't think that 
you have to tell everyone everything like that God is doing, even if they're even if they're close family friends or your best friend, um, you know, your mom or your dad. And it's not to say that you're keeping it a secret, but some things you can just keep between you and your father. Like some some things you want to keep a secret, not in a bad way, but in, in a way where it's like this is just this is just between us two. You know that that what God has told you, only you know that one thing or that one word or that that vision that he gave you. And that helps to build the intimacy of your relationship as well. But it is okay if you want to share what what God has spoken to you to, you know, those who care about you and those who mean you well. Um, But sometimes God will you know, like prompts you to, to not tell anyone. And it's not, again, it's not a bad thing, but God does everything for a reason. So he might tell you to not say anything or prompt you to not say anything for a reason. And then in hindsight, you'd be like, oh, now I see God, why you didn't tell me, like, like why you told me to not tell anybody. Um, you know, now I understand why. And so I wrote down that one thing, um, that and that's one thing that I have been praying about. That's one thing that God has placed on my heart since the beginning of this year, probably like around like April. And so and it had already been confirmed to me again by a really close family friend of mine who is a prophet as well. Um so when I heard it, I I knew that of course it was God because God had already spoken it to me a few times before. Anyways, so I wrote that down and I dated it. And then I got up and I was just like, I just felt really, really good. I think at that point it had been like an hour of me just laying there. And I got up and I just felt like I can't, I can't even describe to you guys a word. I was just, just so happy. Like just, just so at peace, just so joyful. And I remember I was like, oh, you know, what? I need to clip my nails because my nails grow like crazy. I, and I know that's not a bad thing, y'all. This is a side note, but my nails just grow so fast. It's so annoying. So I was like, girl, just, you know, clip your nails and like file them down or whatever. Just just make them look neat. I was like, okay. And so then I finished and I was just like, I was like, you know what? Why don't you, you know, put a little clear polish, you know, just a little something. Because I usually don't wear polish on my nails. I used to, a couple of years ago, I used to wear nail polish all the time. Like everybody like used to always buy me nail polish as gifts because I used to wear it all the time. But then I kind of just kind of stopped doing it. Um, and so I was just like, you know what? You haven't painted your nails in a while. Yeah, girl. So I was just going to do just the clear. But then I saw this this nice like silverish gray color that I liked. And I said, this is subtle. Gives me very much fall vibes. So I was like, let me just put this on, you know. Let me put this on my nails and then put a little clear coat over it. And so I was in my bathroom, like, you know, on the sink or whatever. And I meticulously did my nails. Like, I, I took my time. It probably took me, like, 30 minutes just because I wanted them to look neat. Um, and just it just looked nice. Like, I just wanted them to look beautiful. And after I did it, I was so over the moon, like, happy. Like, I I even told my mom about it. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm just so, I was like, they look so good, right? And I showed her my nails. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, like you know, it looks nice. And I just could not get over how, you know, I was just so happy. Like, I was just so happy. And then I went and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go finish laying down or whatever while my nails dry. 
you know, just spend a little bit more time with God in my hiding place. And before I laid back down, it, it came to me like, um, with me doing my nails, it was like, this is kind of like the beautification process that Esther had to go through before she entered, you know, into, into her palace, into the, the promise that the God had for her. And I was just like, I was like, that was so random. Like, why would I think about that? And then I realized, I was like, no, that wasn't random. I was like, that had to be God. Cause I was not thinking about nothing about the Bible, about Esther, even though I love Esther, I wasn't thinking about none of that. And I was just like, you know what, God, you're right. And I laid there and I was just so happy, just so at peace. And God, God was like, remember the little things. And it just reminded me that you don't have, things don't have to be these like big, you know, um, you don't have to be doing these big grand things. In order to be happy, in order to like to find those moments of happiness, like I just all I did was paint my nails, and I was just like I was so I was over the moon happy, like I had I don't think I ever been that happy, painting my nails or even getting my nails done, ever in life, but God would like God used that moment to remind me of the simplicity, of the beauty and everything of how we can find beauty in everything. As simple as painting your nails, you can be so happy. You can be um, just just so at peace doing things that seem like everyday tasks, things that just like that we sometimes take for granted. Like painting your nails has never been to me a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm so overjoyed. Like I'm just so happy like painting my nails. Like I've never felt that way doing my nails. I was just like, oh, painted my nails so that they can be cute or whatever, have some color to it. That was it. But God used that that simple, everyday life task to be like, remember to find the beauty in everything, to find that, to, to remember that there's happiness in, in everything, in, in every moment. And of course, there are times where, of course, you're in the valley or you're in the pit or in the pit and it's just difficult and it's just rough. But even in those times, you can find those pieces of beauty because God is in everything. And I'm speaking from experience of being in the pit. I'm speaking from being in multiple pits in different times in my life, different seasons, times where I was just at the very like the the very bottom, the rock bottom. Like and sometimes God God allows us to get to the rock bottom so that we understand that we have the rock which is him. And as long as we have that rock and as long as we're standing on that rock, that we are secure, that we are safe. And that is where our dependency comes from is God. And so in those seasons in my life where things were just like so heavy, I still found peace because my peace came from God. My strength came from God. My joy came from God. And in the most difficult time of my life, which was this time last year, from August to December that was the hardest time of my life I, I talk about that all the time that was the hardest time of my life that was my waiting season um and I speak about that on one of my other episodes I can't think of what it's titled but that was the hardest time of my life but that was the most peaceful time I've ever had in my life 
because I was at the very bottom, like I was at like rock bottom. And God, I I believe I've always been dependent on God and understanding that, hey, like if or I'll say most of my life, because it's been times when when I wasn't really like focusing on having a relationship with God like I knew who God was and I was like okay I know that you're my provider but I still tried to do things in my own strength and I still tried to you know make things work on my own and so over these past few years though I have definitely learned more of what it means to be dependent on God um fully and completely and so that's in that in that time period where I was completely dependent on God, like I I was forced into being dependent on him. And I was forced to have faith. Like I was I was forced to be like, hey, either you're you're gonna be anxious and doubting and fearful and just, you know, wondering when when the promise is gonna happen, when what God said is gonna come to pass, or you are going to be at peace and joyful and remember that your joy and your peace comes from God and that's what happened and I spent a lot of time a lot of time in my hiding place and that is where I just learned more and more the more I spend time in the hiding place the more I value it so much so much more to where now I'm like I need to try to strive to, to, to get into that hiding place every single day. Even if it's only for 10 minutes, I need to strive to do that every single day because not only does my mental and my emotional and, and my emotions need it, my spirit needs it. And in that secret place, um, as I said, you can hear God clearly. That was, I did have a few points, you guys. Um, I wrote down on this paper that I'm reading right now. I did have, have a few points. So um, you, you hear God clearly and it's just the two of you. And God also reveals, you know, secret things to you in your secret place, in, in the hiding place. God reveals things to you. So that's, that's where it comes in where it's like you have to find a, find a place Um. Or get to a place where you're just quiet. Sometimes you don't have to do any talking. Sometimes God wants to do all of the talking. And you just listen. Or sometimes you'll just both be there silently. It's still a blessing either way. However God wants you to spend your time in, in the hiding place. It's going to be a blessing. Psalms twenty five fourteen says. The secret place of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant which is his promise. God will show you things. God will show you uh, special things when you spend time with him in your hiding place in your secret place. Um Proverbs 3:32 says for the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. His secret counsel. So there are certain things that God does not tell, which, oh, you know, no, I'm not gonna say that part. Um, but anyways, there are certain things that God does not tell everyone. 
whether they're saved or whether they're unsaved. There's certain things that God doesn't tell everybody. And when you have a personal relationship with God and you go to your secret place, God sometimes will only tell you certain things. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes God will tell you things and wants it to stay between the two of you for a reason. Because it's not, it's time yet. It's not your time yet to either speak it or share it or for it to come to pass. But God will share his secret counsel. God will, like, will, will give you secret words, secret guidance with his children, with the upright. But again, that goes back to you dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. That goes back to you having your hiding place and going in solitude with your Heavenly Father. And and Daniel, and Daniel is one of my favorite, favorite people or characters in the Bible. And is one of my favorite um, books in the Bible, Daniel. He's so awesome. If you have not read Daniel, for those of you that don't know who Daniel is, um, please do read it. I'm sure you've you've heard of uh, Daniel in the lion's den. You know, he was thrown into the lion's den uh, to be eaten. And he was not eaten at all. God closed the mouths of those lions. Um, so that's that Daniel. If you didn't know, now you know. Um, but yeah, David was just an awesome, awesome man of God. David uh, quite often would spend time with God. Um. David, look, I'm saying David, excuse me, Daniel, Daniel, <sighs> David, now I'm mixing them both up, like, please excuse me, David, King David is the one who wrote most of the Psalms, like, King David is the one that is identified as the man after God's own heart, he also was an awesome man of God, um, but now we're talking about Daniel, get it together, Brianna, Daniel, so, um, yeah, so Daniel, was also an awesome man of God. That is where we get the Daniel fast um, from, um, where you basically just eat fruits and vegetables. Like, it's it's a lot easier for, for me to tell you what you can eat in the Daniel fast as opposed to what you can't eat because the can't is long. So basically, fruits, veggies, like nuts. That's about it, really. Um, and I've done the Daniel fast before, and that's a really really hard fast. It's really, really hard, but it's rewarding as well. Like it's hard in the flesh because we're so used to eating certain things. And when you cut it out cold turkey and you just go from, you know, what your body is used to, to that, it's difficult, but it's really rewarding. So if you don't know what the Daniel Fast is or you're interested, at least you should look that up. Um, anyways, back on track. So in Daniel, uh, Daniel 2 verse 19 it says, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So there we go again with the word secret. And then we have the word revealed, revelation, which revelation is just revealed truth. So that secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. And after that, it says that Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Um, Daniel 2.22 says, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. And him is referring to God. So God reveals deep and secret things to his children. God wants to reveal deep and secret things to us. He wants to show us those things so we can build that intimacy with him. And so again, that goes back to 
going into your hiding place with God. And so your hiding place with God, like I just said, will create a a deeper intimacy in your relationship and draw you closer to him. So God wants to spend time talking to you and listening to you. And that can only happen when we devote time, right? When we devote time to spending with him and when we devote time to just being still, putting down everything else, even sometimes turning off your worship music and just letting it be the stillness of silence. Of just you and your heavenly father. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The more you draw near to God, the more you go to your hiding place, the more God is going to draw near to you. And that's what he wants. Like that, that is the whole point of God sending his son. Thank you, Jesus. God, that's the whole point of God sending his son, Jesus, as a sacrifice for our sins. So that way he can have a relationship with us, not only while we're here on earth, but for eternity. That's how much God loves us, where he sent his only son to die a criminal's death, to die an awful death, so that we can be redeemed by his perfect and pure blood and have a relationship with God if we so choose to. And then spend eternity with him so he can always be in relationship with his creation, with his people, with his children. And it's also important as well for us to go into our hiding place and prayer as well. As I said, sometimes I'll I'll pray out loud. Sometimes um, I'll just, you know, I'll just you know, basically think my prayers, you know, God, God can read our our thoughts. So sometimes you can just have silent prayers. And so I'll just pray silently. Um, and it's, it's other times, as I said, where I'll just listen to hear what God has to say. Either way it goes, there's prayer happening. I don't think I ever have gone into the hiding place without praying. I, I just, yeah, I don't think I, I ever have. And it's so important for us to do that because Jesus often went to his hiding place with his heavenly father jesus who is god in the flesh he even understood the importance of going into your hiding place with your creator with your father in prayer luke five sixteen says so he himself often withdrew withdrew into the wilderness and prayed Mark one thirty five says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight. So a long while before daylight lets me know that it's still dark outside. People are still in deep, deep sleep. And Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. So if Jesus, who is the savior of the world, can get up. And pray. And not only get up and pray, but this man would get up early in the morning. Like, early. Like, the birds was not chirping outside. Everything was silent. Everything was quiet. And if anything, doesn't that make it even more beautiful? When I think about that, like, how he got up so super early and it was just so, it was quiet. Not even the the birds were chirping. There were, you know, there was just silence. And he went and spent that quiet time in his hiding place with his heavenly father and, and he prayed and he spoke with him and he he was intimate 
with his father. And that's exactly what, what God wants for us, from us. God wants intimacy. Religion says for us to do certain things, um, fulfill certain laws and commands. Like you have to keep these certain things in order to be right standing with God. That is what Christianity is. No, God says Christianity is relationship with me. That's the whole point. Relationship with your heavenly father. So, yes, God still wants us to listen to his word, follow his commandments and, you know, like do do what he has called us to do, live in the way that he has called us to live, to be the light of the world. But God doesn't help us get to that place of transformation through telling us to follow strict laws and strict codes. He helps us to get through that place through love, through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you know, through revelation, through his character. The more I learn about who God is, the more I learn about the importance of my relationship with God, the more I learn about, you know, um, just his character, all the things that, that he has done in his word, all the things that about the different characters and, and how God has moved in their life, how God has used different people in the Bible. The more I learn about these things, the more it makes me want to strive to become who he has called me to be, which, of course, I can't do that on my own. But God's word, God, God's word transforms you when you're reading it, genuinely reading it. And not just reading the words on the page just to get it over with. Like, you know, it's been times where I just be like, man, I'm supposed to read a chapter a day. Let me just go ahead and read it and get it over with. When I'm too tired or I just don't feel like it. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be you reading God's word to let it leave an indelible imprint on your heart. And indelible means it's permanent. And so every time, or at least almost every time, I try to remember. But most of the time before I read, I say a prayer. Asking God basically to just reveal what he knows I need. Asking God to reveal um, his word to me, his truth to me, and for his word to transform my life. And so the more we build a relationship with God, the more we're transformed. Because we're not trying to jump through these hoops or live up to certain standards in, in a sense where it's like, let me follow all of these rules. Like, yes, we are held to a certain standard as children of God, as the light of the world. But God is not sitting on his throne, you know, waiting to punish us or waiting to give us a consequence when we fall short of the glory of God because we do that every single day. We're imperfect. God is that loving father where when we do things wrong, his grace covers us. His love covers us. And so sometimes we have to get a consequence for our actions, but even in that, his, his grace sometimes is like, hey, like, you know, your, your consequence could have been, you know, at a 10. But because of my grace and because of how much I love you, your consequence is only at a 2. Or sometimes his grace, you know, I'm, with, with his grace, he's like, you know, I'm not even, even going to give you a consequence, you know. But I love you. I'm, and the Holy Spirit is going to give you that conviction within your heart to be like man I shouldn't have did that yeah I'm gonna have to do better and then you just keep it pushing God doesn't hold anything against us God isn't sitting up there keeping a list of all the things that we've done wrong like oh I would 
I will bless you with this, but you know, you did this, 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 and this just yesterday, and you want me to bless you? Are you crazy? No, God is God is not doing that. God really just wants an intimacy with us. God really just wants us to be like, dang. God, I love you so much. God, I adore you so much that I don't even want to curse. I don't even want to curse this lady out who just cut me off because I know if I do that, I'm going to dishonor you. I know if I do that, it's not it's not going to be pleasing to you. And it takes time to get there. Because it definitely took me sometimes to not want to cuss these people out. And sometimes, I mean, like, I live in Atlanta. And I've told y'all before, these people don't know how to drive. So sometimes I'm like, dang, I really wanted to say some words that's not in the Bible. And some words that I would not say in the church. But I held back. And I didn't do it. And I had to be like, okay, God, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better. Like, help, help me out. Help me out. And sometimes I had to just reflect on scripture and, you know, speak scripture out and, and, and just start praying. So that's why it's important, too. You got to get that word into your spirit. Because when you get that word into your spirit, when you need it, it's going to come back up to your remembrance. You'll remember scriptures that you don't even remember reading. Like, you'll be like, dang, I didn't even know I knew that verse. That's the Holy Spirit bringing that back up to you when you need it. So that's why it's, he can't bring up anything that's not already in you. If you ain't, if you have never read God's word, how do you expect to expect him to, to draw from an empty well? No, you, you got to fill that well up with some water so that when you need it, so that when you need a certain scripture and you're like, dang, like, you know, like in this moment, like whether you're praying or whether you're feeling a kind of way and you need a, a specific scripture, a specific verse, the Holy Spirit is going to bring it to you. And that comes from the intimacy of your relationship. That comes from the intimacy of your relationship with God and with spending time in the save with me, the hiding place. Or if you want to call it the secret, secret place, that works too. And so lastly, my last point, I know, you'll see how much time I've been talking. An hour, I told you guys, I'm not keeping up with this, okay? I'm just doing and saying what I feel led to say. So my third point, which again, I had points, but it was all over the place, really, is to keep a journal. I talked earlier about my dear God journal. Usually I just write in that when I'm just, when I just want to write down my prayers my, like those are also my form of my silent prayers so they're my thoughts so God can hear it of course and so I'm just writing them down on paper so those, those are times where I just you know I don't even have the words to utter so I write them down um so write down your prayers write down your praises like write down the the good things God has done um or any questions or thoughts that you have to God in my dear God journal um, I usually like just write prayers, but there are times where, well, most of the time I do, I write down prayers and praises and I'm just like, thank you God for this or thank you God for that. Um, and I do ask some questions, like things that I'm confused about. God, I don't understand why this is happening or God, can you please tell me? Or again, just my thoughts. Like that's, that's my way of just pouring out my heart, my mind and my soul to my father. And I make sure that I date it as well. And it's also good. Whenever you, like, I write in it as well if I just want to just, you know, vent. If I'm just upset and I'm just like, God, I'm feeling like this. Like, that's what it's for. And I thank God for even, I don't even know how I got this idea. 
really not, I think maybe I saw it a couple years back, a few years back or so on Twitter. I think somebody that I was following mentioned um, their, their Dear God journal. And so mine is called Dear Abba because I often refer to God as Abba. Um, this basically just, just means daddy. It's, it's just a more intimate way of calling him, you know, your father. So, um, yeah, so I got that idea from that and I already journaled cause I just love to journal. I'm, I'm a writer, but that really has helped me to just write down what I'm feeling or write down certain prayers and then be able to look back at it. And just the other day, last week, I was reading one from reading one I had when I was in college, my senior year, when I was getting back on track with God, when I was, when I rededicated my life and there were certain things that I wanted to work on, certain changes that I needed to make. And I was just so frustrated. And I was just, I wrote all about it. I was like, God, I'm frustrated about blah, 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 blah. And I just want to be like this and I want to do better. And I just feel like blah, 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 blah. I wrote all of it down and, and I dated it. Every single time I write down the date and the year as well. It's so important to do that too. So you can see how much growth you've had. And so those, that was dated back in 2016. In in the fall of 2016. So like around this time is when I wrote a lot of those um, prayers and a lot of those things in my journal. And I was just like, God, this is crazy because it's been literally four years and all the things that I was writing about in the journal about God can you change this in me or God I don't want to do this anymore God I don't want to say this anymore help me to you know improve whatever the areas were when I read that I was like dang God I'm not even close to that I'm not even a little bit like that person anymore I see like I see firsthand the the fruit of what God was pruning in me, of, of how God was growing me. And I'm, and I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful that I made sure to write those things down and I'm going to continue to do so because it's just, it makes me grateful to be like, oh God, you know, sometimes I'm so hard on myself and sometimes we can be so difficult on ourselves like, oh, you know, yeah, you stopped doing this, but you're still doing this. Oh, or like, oh, yeah, you stopped doing this so often, but you still be doing this sometimes. Like, we can be really critical on ourselves and just condemn ourselves so much. And God is just, and God doesn't even condemn us or criticize us like how we do. God's love and God's grace is just so abounding. Like, when we're over here, when we sin and we, we're like beating ourselves up about it, like, oh my gosh, like, what is wrong with you? God is like, daughter, son, it's okay. It's okay. Repent and just work on not doing that anymore. And I'm going to help you. I'm, I'm transforming you. Like, it's not all on you. God is not expecting us to, to transform ourselves. God is doing that. And so when I read that, I was like, wow, God, thank you so much for how much you have transformed me. Thank you so much for how much you're still transforming me now. Even, even as, um, even as I was sitting there, I was like, wow, God, like, that's amazing. And I have so many journals from over these past four years where I've just solely written out my prayers, my praises. I almost said prayers twice. My prayers, my praises, my questions, my thoughts, my testimonies, like things that God has done in my life. And I need to do that more often as well, because I was recently reminded to write down what God has done. I've done it more recently um, from time to time, but it's times like where I'm like, 
I think back, like, I can remember it, and I'm thankful that I can remember what God has done. But it's like, dang, girl, why didn't you write that down? Like, why didn't you, like, write down that answered prayer? Or why didn't you, like, write down that miracle or, or the way that God stepped in and made a way when you were just stressed out, when you were overwhelmed? Like, I, I haven't forgotten those things. I can recall those things. But it's important to write it down and to date it. So you can be like, oh, my gosh, God. You know, right now I'm kind of frustrated. I'm desperate. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know, you know, if things are going to work out for me. And when you go back to those moments in your life where God moved, where where God, you know, made a way, where God blessed you exceeding and abundantly, and you look back at it and you look like at that date, and you're like, wow, God, you're so awesome. Like, thank you so much. Like, those are going to be the things that help you to keep going, to help you to not throw in the towel when you just feel like, God, I don't know if I can keep on going no more. This is too much for me. This is just overwhelming. Like, I don't understand. It's important to to be able to go back and to look at that and to remember the promises he's fulfilled, the miracles he's performed, and just testimonies of how God will work things out for you. It's so important to remember, so important to remember is you can't ever forget what God has done for you. Even if it seems so small, so minuscule, in hindsight, even if you're in a place now where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in the palace. Don't forget about how he blessed you in the pit. When God elevates you, don't forget about how he worked things out for you in the pit. Don't look at those things as small or insignificant just because you've been elevated or just because you're in a better position. Those things are never small. What God has done for us, they're never small. Even if it seems small to other people, they're never small. And so we have to look back and meditate on all the things he's done. The ways he's made out of no way. Especially during your seasons in the valley. Your seasons in the pit, in the storm, in the waiting season, in the fire. It's so important because God was moving and God did make a way in those seasons. But sometimes we forget what God has done. And I'm thankful that he reminds us. Like, hey, you don't remember that I did this for you? Or hey, you don't remember that I worked this this out for you and you were stressed out and you didn't you didn't know how it was going to work out? You don't remember that? Here, that's cool. I'm going to remind you. So instead of God having to remind you, remind yourself. Write it down. And go back to it. And also, in your journal, um, I have a separate journal for this. So this is my dream journal. Um, so anytime God, God shows me things in, in my dreams, God shows me different um, visions, different promises um, that have already been spoken to me or things that are to come to pass. Uh, he shows them to me in my dreams. So I have a dream journal that's separate from my Dear God journal. And I solely write the dreams God has given me. I solely write down um, those dreams and I date them as well. And it's so important to do that. And it's so crazy that I'm talking about this right now. Um, because I planned on actually doing this podcast yesterday. But I did it today. And this is just a prime example of um, God's sovereignty and how God works things out. Because if I did it 
if I did it yesterday, then I couldn't talk about the the dream that I found. I was looking through some papers for some uh, for a document, and I found some pages that I ripped out from my dream journal um, of a dream that I had at the beginning of this year, January 29th. And in the dream, I I'm not gonna talk about like what happened in the dream, but what was going on in the dream, I'm seeing. I'm seeing some of it now and the place that God has elevated me to, like the position I have, the school I'm teaching at, I'm seeing some of those things currently, or I have seen those things um, happening and I couldn't help but laugh in just a way of like, thank you God, because it's like, wow, I forgot I even had that dream. But as I was reading it, I remembered it clear as day, like, oh, I remember I had this dream. And that's why I'm even like, I'm more so adamant now to just make sure I'm writing down everything that God has done for me. Like, cause like I said, I don't always write down the, the way that he's, the ways that he's made or how he's worked things out for me. Unless it's like some, unless it's things that are just really just like, wow, God. But even then, I think for the most part, I write them down in my journal. I'm just like, thank you God for working this out for me. Um, I usually do, but I don't write down all of them. And so I want to get into the habit of writing down all of them so I can have those moments like I had today or the the moment I had last week when I can look back on who I used to be and how God has changed me. And I can look back on the visions and the dreams God has given me and how I'm seeing them come to, to pass, how I'm seeing it come to fruition. Or I can look back in the moments where I was just like, God, like... I know that you hear me. I know that you see me. But when is it going to happen? Like, when are things going to change for me? And it does. And then I can look back and be like, wow, God, thank you so much. And all of this is so important. And in all of this, all of the things that I'm saying, we have to seek God first. Seek God first above all else. We have to make God a priority and I'm saying we because I'm including myself. I think I do a pretty good job of making him a priority most of the time. But most is not good enough. It needs to be all of the time. Because we are God's priority all of the time. God does not say, oh, well, I'm going to do it for you this time. But next time you figure it out on your own. Or, oh, I'll do it right now because I feel like it. But next time you ask me, I, I might not feel like it. So I might not do it. God is not sometimey with us. God is not lukewarm. God is not like, oh, I'll do it for you this time because I feel like it. But next time, I don't really know because, you know, I'm busy. You know, I got other I got other things to worry about. You know, I'm the creator of the universe, the whole universe. You know how much stuff I'm responsible for. You know, it's just, I got a lot going on. So I don't really know if I can really help you out on that one. Like, I, I hear you. Um, but let me get back to you when I'm less busy. No, God doesn't do that to us. Like we are God's priority. Every time we cry out to God, God hears us. Every time we ask, we're like, God, like, do you see me? God, God sees us. God feels our hearts. Every time we cry out to him and we're, we're upset, we're heartbroken, we're mourning, whatever the case may be, God is right there with us, holding us. And his heart feels what we feel when we're sad God is sad with us when we're crying. God bottles up our tears. That's how much he values 
us. That's how much he even values our tears. That's how much he loves us. So we, as a whole, we need to do a better job of prioritizing God and putting God first. Because when we put God first, everything else that we desire, everything else that we need will be given to us. God's word says Matthew 6.33, which is one of my favorite um, chapters in, in the entire Bible. Matthew 6 is one of my favorite chapters. Verse 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things that not only that we want, but that we need. The food that we need to eat, the clothes, the roof over our head. Like God knows all the things that we need before we do. And so God is asking, God is just asking a simple thing for our relationship with us. Just just spend time with him. For us to just, you know, come to him in prayer. Bring everything to him. Everything. Whether we're angry, whether we're sad, anxious, fearful, like whatever it is. God wants you to bring everything to him. Give everything to him. He says, cast all your burdens unto me everything because he wants to carry that load because we were never meant to carry it at all and we were never meant to walk this life alone God always wanted to walk our journey our lives right next to us always that's how much he loves his children, that's how much he loves his people, his creation. <sighs> Sorry, guys, I had, I was just thinking. I really had to just think for myself as well, just how good God has been. And especially in this year, God has been doing some things. And yeah, I've had some difficult times times where I have just been out of it I've really gone through it in that same in that same breath though I can say that God has kept me and my family from so much and I'm so blessed and the more I think back on this year the more I think back about how God has worked in my life how God has really made a way when I thought that there was no way when I was like God I'm about to do it myself I'm about to you know I'm about to make a way myself because I don't know what else to do my back was against the wall God never failed me and God will never fail you God cannot fail God can do all things but fail and so this year has not looked like how any of us have imagined it. I guarantee you nobody was like, 2020, perfect vision. You know, everybody was so excited at the start of this year. And it's crazy how fast this year has gone by. And I just told my mom the other day, I was like, this has been the fastest, slowest year I've ever experienced. Like in each month, it seemed like time was going by kind of slow. But then as I look back, I'm like, time was also going fast as well. Like the months were flying by. And I told her, I said, maybe God allowed 
this year to go by quicker than usual because he knew how difficult it was going to be. He knew about all the things that were going to happen. And he allowed time to seem like it was speeding up. Because just that fast, I feel like it was just January 1st, 2020. And now it's December 31st, 2020. And in less than, it's two and a half hours away now. It's going to be a whole new year. And even though (laughs) this is not the kind of vision that we imagined, the kind of vision that we saw for ourselves, God did give us clearer vision. And I think back on the things I asked God for at the beginning of this year, on the things I wanted God to do in my life. And I can't say that God did all of those things this year because God's timing is not my timing, but I can definitely say that, yeah, I can I can see how, how God was was working things out for me. I can see how God was working things out for me, especially when it comes to my relationship with God. That's what I really wanted to grow stronger, and I wanted to be better and just become closer to him, and God definitely did that. That's the best thing that he's done for me this year, besides spare my life. Excuse me, the best thing he's done for me this year is spare my life. Second, the best thing he's done for me is grow my relationship and my intimacy with him even stronger to where I'm even closer to him now, closer than every single year. I get closer and closer to God in a different kind of way. God shows me who he is in a different kind of way, and it's beautiful, and I'm so thankful for it. And I got to stop taking it for granted. I got to stop being like, oh, I'll spend time with you later, God. No, I'm too tired from work. No. I got to show God what I'm devoted to. I got to show God where what my treasure is. And if my treasure is him, I got to show it. I can't just be all talk because God is not all talk. God is not all talk. God is a, God keeps his word and God is not a man that he should lie. God's promises are yes and amen. So if he said it, it's going to come to pass. He don't just do all this talking. God is a man. Excuse me, is not a man. Even God is not a man that he should lie. He is the promise giver and the promise keeper. And so as I'm wrapping this up, I want you, if you're listening to this, on December 31st or on January 1st, 2021 or at really any time. I just want you to just think back on the year or think back on the years, plural, or just on the months about what God has done for you, what God has done through you and how God has kept you and blessed you. And just, just think about that. Just think about how good he is. And how much he means to you. And think about all the things that you want to do to show him how much he means to you. And show him how much you value him. How much you treasure who he is. Not just for what he can do for you. But simply because he is God. 
He is your Heavenly Father. And I am doing the same. And right after I, I finish this podcast, I'm going to be writing in my Dear Abba journal for the last day in 2020. And just pour out my heart like I always do. <sighs> yeah. So, I hope this was a blessing to whomever is listening to this. Because it definitely was a blessing to me and a reminder to myself about what I need to be doing too. So, before I close out. You know, I always say a prayer. And for those of you that are unsaved, but will like to be saved, towards the end of our prayer, I always say the prayer for the unsaved. And all you have to do is just repeat it. And voila, you will be saved in the name of Jesus. You have to say it and mean it in your heart. Okay, so let's go ahead and pray. Before we skedaddle, go ahead and get into your prayer posture. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we spent with you. Thank you so much for how you spoke not only to me, but through me. So that I could be a blessing to the people that are listening and also a blessing to myself. To remind us of how good you are. How much you have provided for us and how you have always kept us, Lord Jesus. And the importance of having an intimate relationship with you and going to our hiding place with you, Abba. To know you better, to know you more intimately. So that we can become closer to you. And so that we can always remember to value and treasure who you are. Simply because of who you are. And we thank you. That in your loving kindness, in your grace, that you choose to bless us. Simply because you love us so, so much. Bless those who are listening, Lord. Wherever they are in their life, Lord. You know their needs. You see them and you hear their cries, Lord Jesus. Bless them, touch them, and keep them in a way you know is going to benefit them and is going to bless them, Lord. And for those that are unsaved, say this prayer. God, thank you for sending your son as a sacrifice for my sins. I believe he lived, died, and rose again just for me. Please change, transform, and renew me. I accept you now. Amen. I hope that you all have a blessed rest of your day. Or if it's nighttime for you, have a blessed night and rest well. Don't forget to thank God every single day for all that he has done for you. And just for who he is above all else. And also remember that growth is still growth, even if you only take baby steps. I love you all. Be blessed. And I will see you guys in the new year.